there are a lot of people that are currently out of work. And we're going to have to think about how we restart our economy and how we ensure that both young folk have an opportunity to participate in the future economy, but how we take care of our elders and people who are currently out of work. The workforce landscape is rapidly changing, and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us, you the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together, and it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo, and this is The Future of Work. Hi, this is Christina Barsi, the co-host and producer of this podcast, and I am here today with Dr. D'Artagnan Scorza. He is the executive director and founder of Social Justice Learning Institute. He is going to be a panelist on our Future of Work virtual conference that is happening on November 12th. So we're really looking forward to hearing more from him then, but we are even more excited to hear what he has to say today. Salvatrice will be interviewing, and she's here with me as well. Salvatrice? Take it away. Hi, how are you? Thank you. Thanks for the intro. Dr. Scorza, thank you so much for joining us. And certainly thank you for being a part of our panel in the upcoming Future of Work Conference slated for the 12th next week, to be exact. And I just want to share a moment with our listener on uh, you know, who you are and what we can expect next week. And so would you please share with us your current position and title within your industry and the topic that you'll be sharing with us at the Future of Work Conference? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm grateful to be able to participate in this work with all of you. This is an exciting time, I think. And by and large, as we consider what it means to explore the future of work, you know, I'm hoping to share perspective that I believe will inform the participants as we consider the role that education plays in our society, as we think about the impact that the pandemic has had upon our field, as well as the ways in which public health are now, public health is affected by much of what we're seeing happen across our country. And so I'm looking forward to, to being there and excited to join you all today. Thank you. And, and you mentioned a little bit about really kind of our current situation so much going on. I don't think we need to <laughs> we need to share to folks what's going on because I'm sure they're feeling it just as much as we are. As we think about big picture, you know, future of work and how what we are facing today is going to affect our future workforce. Why do you think this topic is so important to discuss now as it relates to preparing for a future workforce? You know, I would say that's a really, really good question. And I'm currently the president of the school board for Inglewood Unified School District. So I do a lot of work with the young folk on a regular basis. I'm also 
as you mentioned, the executive director of the Social Justice Art Institute, and it's an organization I founded more than 12 years ago, really with the intention to help a lot of youth, especially young men of color, deal with inequities that we face in society, as well as help prepare them for a post-secondary career and or educational opportunities. And one of the reasons why it's important for us to talk about the future of work, what our workforce is going to look like, how we achieve equity in the workforce, is because things are changing for so many of us, right? Wages have stagnated. They're not keeping up with the cost of living, especially here in a place like Los Angeles. There are a number of jobs that are calling for a different set of skills from our students and our, our future leaders. There are a number of trades and opportunities that are out there that I hope make sure people can, you know, access a middle-class lifestyle, right? That people can send their kids to college. They can pursue multiple opportunities to build their families. And so I think we have to imagine what our society will look like and how we're going to respond to these emerging needs. But more than that, I'll lift up to your point that because we're living in this pandemic, there are a lot of people that are currently out of work. And we're going to have to think about how we restart our economy and how we ensure that both young folk have an opportunity to participate in the future economy, but how we take care of our elders and people who are currently out of work. Thank you. You know, you're absolutely right. It's about activating, in my humble opinion, it's about activating folks locally, our policymakers, our educators, our business leaders in preparations for the future of work. That is equity focused. And as a partner, in your mind, what would it look like to create more equity in the workforce? Is it collaboration of very specific partners? Is it a specific policy that needs to be put in place? What would you say is something that would create more equity in the workforce? You know, there are a lot of things that have emerged over the past two to three years, right? From the Me Too movement to recent to a recent focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, and in some cases, just dealing very plainly with issues related to anti-blackness or the lack of opportunity or for Latinx folk in our communities or in our society. And so in thinking about what it's going to take for us to achieve equity, we have to take a hard look at who benefits in the workplace. We have to look at people who are most likely to be promoted, right? Folk who are more likely to move in positions of power in the workplace, folk who are paid the most, and begin to analyze how we distribute our resources both in the workplace and beyond. You know, look at the types of benefits that are provided to certain team members over over others and evaluate the degree to which we place certain levels of value on specific roles or responsibilities and determine whether or not that value is misplaced. I will tell you, as an employer and as someone who has about 40 team members right now in my organization, it is really important that we be responsive to the needs of every single person in our organization. So we, our minimum wage, for example, the minimum rate that we pay in our organization is above the current minimum wage here in Los Angeles County, right? So, and we keep it above that minimum by about a dollar or two above uh, what the county has set and certainly above what the state has set. And so we do our best to sort of not only meet, but exceed what the expectations are. And we want to make sure that folk in our community have access to wage or to pay that ensures they can be successful, that they can afford the rent. 
in their neighborhood, that they can afford to take care of their basic needs for their family and, and do more. So I think looking at issues of pay is important, but also looking at the way in which we manage and deal with racial dynamics in the workplace or gender dynamics in the workplace, or even the way in which we discriminate against people who might have a different sexual orientation in the workplace. All of these are important topics to, to discuss. Thank you for sharing that. We'll be going into a deeper conversation around that this week at our conference. Share this with me, Dr. Scorza. For our attendees, what would be one thing that they can walk away with after hearing your responses to questions and your dialogue on the panel? You know, we are living in a really unique time, right? Many of us are now working from home or working remotely, and we're concerned about health in the workplace and beyond. You know, I would say that if we're thinking about equity, we need to reimagine what the workplace is going to look like in the future. And so one of the things that I hope people walk away with is the ability to, to reimagine what work is going to look like, right? How we're going to be able to maintain balance in our organizations, but also make space for the changes that have occurred. I don't foresee us going back to the way things were. Now that we know remote work does actually work, I think we have to see how we're going to make that practice bear fruit for far more people in our society. And so I hope people can walk away and say, one of the things that we can do is apply an equitable lens to remote work policies, make sure people can can benefit and take care of their children or be there for their families and still take care of what we need to take care of in our companies. Excellent. And with that, we will see you this week at the Future of Work Conference. There are more details in the show notes. And again, thank you, Dr. Scorza, for your time, and we will see you soon. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast presented by Pasadena City College. If you'd like to get involved and have resources to share or be a guest on the show, you can find a link to our webpage to reach out to us in the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and tell us your thoughts about the show. This helps more people like you discover the podcast and you can look forward to new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.